Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0 Show brought to you by the Phoenix Police Department's Public Affairs Bureau. My name is Donna Rossi. I'm the administrator here at the Public Affairs Bureau inside the Phoenix Police Department. And joining me is my co-host, Ryan Cody. We're excited about this this show in particular. We've got a brand new member of the team and we want to introduce him to everyone. We do. Uh, joining us today and joining us in the Public Affairs Bureau, actually making a returning appearance, mm-hmm. is Lieutenant Vince Lewis. Lieutenant, always good to see you and welcome back to the team. Thank you very much, Donna and Ryan. appreciate it. Yeah, so you were a public affairs sergeant uh, prior to you getting promoted. Uh, tell us about how long you stayed here in this unit and what your duties were at that time. Yeah, so I was a public information sergeant and um, a PIO, as uh, most people would recognize. I did uh, on-air uh, camera interviews, radio interviews, press releases, and, and the like. So uh, a lot of interaction with media. We also did special events because uh, I'm a singer and sing the national anthem. I would do some appearances on behalf of the department and uh, doing graduations and the like. So uh, I had a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun just being out there, interacting with the community, um, helping to promote the positive image of the departments. And that was uh, the, the best um, experiences that I would have is when I could see and interact with people who uh, may not have had the opportunity to see police officers in good light, uh, but uh, that, that had uh, some, great, uh, some great times involved there. And then you got promoted to lieutenant. Correct. And left us, went back to patrol. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, um, you came to us, came back to us from Homeland Security Detail. Right. So, yeah, so I was with the uh, Homeland Defense Bureau, uh, and I ran the intelligence unit. And that was split up into uh, basically two squads. One was the intelligence squad that handled criminal intelligence research and, uh, and, 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 and analysis. The other half were the threat liaison officers, and those are or special officers who handle high-profile threats. They interact with some dignitaries and some federal employees, uh, government employees, basically uh, anybody that needed uh, some extra special attention regarding threats to their person. Uh, and we saw a lot of that during the elections and, and that type of thing. So um, that was all handled out of the uh, Fusion Center where I worked. The whole idea of having someone in that role from not only Phoenix PD, but elsewhere, other law enforcement agencies, that's a relatively new thing? Well, hey, the names and acronyms change, uh, but the, the intent is still there to make sure that we give that good quality service to people who um, really need it. And and it goes uh, without saying that we provide that service to anybody who calls, anybody who reaches out to us. We're going to try to put our best forward. So what would your role be on a, on a daily basis? I mean, you mentioned just in, intelligence per se. So it's, if, you know, if someone from Phoenix PD came to you and said, hey, we need eyes on this person or this organization, is that, am I in the right lane there to say that that's what you would be handling? So a lot of the assistance that we provided at that level were from the criminal intelligence analysts and the criminal intelligence researchers, um, uh, case agents, detectives, patrol, um, anybody uh, from the department that needed a little bit of extra information I needed to locate somebody or maybe what they're posting to their social media accounts uh, to help round out investigations to get uh, just that extra added bit of intelligence to help them solve those cases. That's when they came to us. Now, where did you guys work out of? Yeah, so we worked out of uh, what's called the Fusion Center, and uh, most states have one or regions have one. Uh, here in Arizona, we have the Arizona Counterterrorism Information Center, uh, and that is a DPS facility. It's uh, run by the state uh, and staffed by multiple agencies from the state. Uh, and it was really great. Uh, the, the impetus of the Fusion Center started back uh, with 9-11, 
Uh, shortly thereafter, we realized that as government agencies, as public safety entities, both PD, fire, state, tribal, local, federal, we all needed to get together and share the information that we had so that we could help combat not only terrorism, but also threats on the local level and just solve crimes and help serve the community by serving uh, those who respond to those calls. So the Fusion Center here was established uh, by and run by DPS and staffed by uh, representatives from Phoenix Police. Uh, we had um, the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, of course, DPS. We had um, federal agencies, uh, and we made sure that we had the proper securities for them to operate out of the Fusion Center as well. Um, it's not a secret location, but it's just one that we, you know, it, it, they they like to say that when you get there, the patches come off. Basically, you are a representative with the same goal. You just have different um, access to different resources because of where you come from, but we're all working together for the same goal. For example, we had an incident that happened down in Tucson. It was a critical incident, but because the watch center was there with all of our video, um, uh, with our video wall and our access to media and uh, the internet and our TLO network, we were actually able to service those officers as they responded down in Tucson from up here in Phoenix. So our researchers jumped on the internet and started looking for people and places and vehicles and and locations, and we were actually able to stay connected through the TLO network to Tucson and really help service them uh, as they responded in real time. And remind our audience what the TLO is. The threat liaison officers. They're the ones that uh, handle the high-profile threats with uh, dignitaries, but they're so well-connected uh, because the, the the key to this fusion center working is the relationships that we build. Homeland Defense Bureau was actually built on relationships. Um, and again, going back to what we learned from 9-11, those relationships are key, and we do have a lot of uh, resources that we can help each other out with. It's kind of crazy to me thinking that it, it took something like 9-11 to realize that we all needed to be in the same room in order to, to get information shared much quicker. Uh, but those relationships that you, you were able to build there, how important do you feel like that is in actually getting crime solved throughout the state? Oh, they're, it's, they're critical. Um, you know, we go back to other events like uh, Missing in Arizona Day, which is involve, a partnership between not only our missing and cold case detectives, but the medical examiner. And that, the, that started from just those representatives and their relationships getting together and sharing their cases to find out that you might have a piece to this puzzle that I need. So uh, getting together and sharing those informations and having those relationships does help not only solve crime, but prevent future crime as well. Now, I'm just going to take a stab at this, but my assumption is that you guys are pretty busy during the Super Bowl? Very busy, yeah. So part of the Homeland Defense Bureau responsibilities is also to plan the PD and fire response to special events. It goes beyond that, too. If we have line of duty, police or fire deaths, any time that we need to get a bunch of uh, police and fire together to help serve the community for an event, to help uh, give opinions or um, professional advice on how to secure those events or what services we can provide, uh, those are decisions come out of the Homeland Defense Bureau. Now, Arizona, and just I'm just guessing here, would be kind of a unique place to have something like this because we do have several major metro cities, but there's also a lot of out-in-the-county areas where there's not too much population. But was that those parts of the state, were those places that you would also be able to have eyes on? And, and do you remember, not don't give us details, I guess, but specific incidents where maybe you guys would be looking out in the desert um, or have eyes on certain areas like that? So, yeah, well, there's specific resources that would uh, pertain to those types of situations or whatever that terrain is. If we need to launch a drone 
or if we need to ask for additional air support, or if we need to reach out to a particular agency that might happen to have more surveillance uh, available to us, the strength of those relationships brings those resources to bear so that we can really maximize our effort and get that real-time intelligence to the uh, boots on the ground. So it's been a few years. I, I want to pivot just really fast, but it's been a few years since you've been here in public affairs. Right off the bat, it's been your, this is your fourth day, I guess, here. <laughs> What's changed? Has anything changed? Yeah, I, and I think it, it starts right here, but with both with you, Donna, and uh, you, Ryan, uh, having uh, your professional expertise for the media here in the shop. You have uh, experienced a whole world that we as SWAR police officers really only get a glance into, get a peek into, that critical relationship between our police and the media. Uh, we see it play out every day. Uh, I'm sure that we both hold our cards tight to the vest, and depending on where we're coming from, we don't necessarily want to show everything, but we're doing it, obviously, from an investigative point. You folks are coming from uh, a different world where you have different uh, needs and parameters, so we respect each other in that uh, in that realm. And uh, Donna, you and I go back. Uh, what I would respond as a public information sergeant, and you would be the uh, reporter out there. Yes. No hard feelings? <laughs> no, no, not at all. And talk about relationships. We rebuilt relationships, and that's how we got through. You gave us the, the information that we needed to pass along to the public, uh, and uh, we asked the questions that we thought the public wanted to hear. Um, I, I think that's really kind of crucial. I, I think um, the collaboration between non-sworn uh, or subject matter experts in media, like Ryan and I, you know, I mean, I, I use that lightly, experts, but uh, the, the Ryan and I come from that world, and then uh, working together so closely with a lieutenant now and the sergeants that we have in our public affairs bureau, uh, it it just really gives uh, the the information that is going out to the public. It just really gives it a different flavor. It it, it really um, puts out the information that uh, that is much more holistic, you know, and, and much more broad in, in view. Uh, and I think um, you know people that say, oh, you know, there's the the sworn. Uh, officers will never will never accept non-sworn coming into their house, so to speak. And uh, it's just not true. It's just not true. I know I, I feel uh, like I've been completely welcomed. I, Ryan, I think you feel the same way. What a great. Um, and, you know, the, 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 it's always good to have different perspectives before, you know, you, you're putting stuff out to the public because um, you want to make sure that you're taking into consideration every angle of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thinking the way that you do as uh members of the professional media is different than the way that police, we tell stories according to, you know, how things happen factually. It's very dry. Uh, we use a lot of lingo, uh, a lot of jargon, and it's just not very pleasant to listen to. It's that Joe Friday speech where it really doesn't humanize us. And unless you find a talented person who was sworn and came from the media, you really do have to have that good marriage of both uh, sides to tell the story correctly. And I think, um, I think we have that. And what you're referring to, I imagine, is like if you were to read a police report or a, a DR, as we would call it, it, it could be pretty dry. It's not like reading a novel or something like that. Um, so it's good to just even get that language perspective of like, how should I say this? Um, you know, a word that's used a lot, like something, reference, something else. You know, like I rarely would sit around and say that at the dinner table, but it's good to have that collaborative effort. And then the why. Like, for instance, when I came here, I was always, you know, as a member of the media, you're like, why won't they tell us that? And now I get here and I see, you know, how the sauce is made. And you're like, well, there's always a reason. And a lot of times it's an investigative reason. 
uh, to make sure that certain information is not getting out to, you know, say a criminal that might be watching. So those things were eye-opening to me to be able to see the other side. And I imagine from your angle as well to, to talk to Donna or myself is like, why are they asking that question? Like, that seems like a dumb question, you know, like why? And we can we can jump in and say, okay, well, here's the reason for that. And usually it's a logical reason, uh, but it's hard to know that unless you've been on the other side. And that word transparency is is thrown around so much these days. But but as a department, I know from the chief down, uh, that is something that they want. You know, they 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 want to put some oomph behind that. It's not just a word. Uh, but there are reasons why things aren't released. You don't want you don't want to compromise an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and while you know when when things are done and and the investigation is over, we are transparent and we put it out there. Along the way, um, we do have to be careful with what is released. So I, I think the public. I think for the most part understands that. I think the public understands that for the most part, but I do know that when you're in a newsroom, a lot of times it's get this for me right now. And it, you know, the unwritten rules, like, I don't really care how you get it. I need that information. And so then you have that natural back and forth of, I need this information, but you can't release it for whatever logical reason that it is. So it is good to to hear that and hear that it's never like a personal thing. It's that this investigation, it's necessary that we do not put this out right now. You'll get it, but this just happened two hours ago. You know, like and there's a huge push for uh, the media to be first, right? But we have to balance that with being correct. And so we want you to be first, but we want you to be correct as well. Absolutely. You glad to be back? Yes. No, I'm excited. This is going to be great. I'm in a different role, a little bit of a supervisory role. But uh, I'll still be uh, around and, and available. So, yeah, I'm excited. Excellent. Well, Lieutenant Vince Lewis, great to have you back in the Public Affairs Bureau. Um, and you'll probably um, um, be on the show quite a bit. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Phoenix 5 Show. You've been listening to 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.